podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and up the toffees. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues podcast. I'm Paul and today I'm joined as ever by Jamie. How's it going, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Good. Friday night, so uh, I'm happy. Best day of the week. Yeah. Weekend yep. to come. No, no Everton to do in your weekend because we, we actually just won a game. I'm just won right. a game of football. Uh, Everton have just played against Olympic Neon Ace. I think that's how you say it. And they've just won 2-1. Um what did you make of the game, Jamie? I thought it was just a. It's just I'm not really bothered. Just a little run out. Um, I, I thought it was quite a competitive game for pre-season. To be honest with you, what what did you make of it? Yeah, same. I think you know for them players that have played for uh, playing for them to play against Everton, they're going to try and prove something, are they? Just to say to give everything sort of thing. Um, I know they're only two. I think they're only two weeks away from starting their season, so it's obviously a lot. But it's not. Things are a lot more progress for them. Well, as you say, friendlies are friendlies. You never want to lose them as much as we always say, oh, yeah, we're not bothered about them. We don't want to get beat by a Swedish second division team. Yeah, some of the Swiss second division teams. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they are. Yeah, so you yeah. just don't. So I, I don't know. It, it's just a one out at the end of the day. But some good performances. There's some good key performances in there. What did you think of it? I know you watched the um, first. First half, yeah, I, I thought it was. Um, I was a bit the bench, like considering how many players we took over there, the bench was a bit light. Uh, there was no Pickford on there, obviously, no Ashley Young, Calvert Lewin, Deli Alley. We know they're a few weeks and behind on Arnas, yeah. a couple of weeks behind as well. I think, I think there's a saving them, they might play in the next game, but yeah, it's just a it was just a good run out to um, get some minutes in the legs. People like, I think, I will be played the, the whole game, didn't he? Um, uh, no, he got brought off. Actually, I miss little bits. Of, I, I miss little bits of the second half because I was making a lasagna. <laughs> so you wouldn't get me doing that in the season, by the way. But I just, uh, I'm just tunnel vision on Everton when Everton are playing in the season. So you can tell how seriously I was taking. I was making a lasagna at the same time. But uh, no, I was impressed with the likes of Lewis Warrington. Thought he, um, listen, it as you say, a Swiss second division team, but he looks like he's tardy on the ball. and He looks like he's not scared of making a tackle as well. Uh, I thought no. Cartier Coyate who scored the goal. He looked all right as well. I'm not getting carried away, obviously, but I thought they were standout players for me. Like I thought he played really well. Yeah, I did. I thought that Canate as well. I thought he was the little run at the end was brilliant. And people were like, "Oh, it's only against a Swedish team." But he's got the the, the announcer Swiss. to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got the, he's got pace, which we haven't seen for a while, just to go past people. Uh, um, Warrington loved that little ball, didn't he? The Seamus Coleman ball. So yeah. it was around the back, trying to feed Tom Cannon. A few. Listen, it was nice to see a Wobie sort of drifting inside. It was nice to see the two goalkeepers getting a, start, getting a go. That's what it's about, isn't it? You know, that's for sure, sure. Like, they all care about the result, but at the end of the day, he, he wants to see individual performances. That's why he, he makes substitution, substitutions like bringing Tom Cannon back on, bringing McNeil on, and wants to see how people work together. And this is what they're for. Yeah, you didn't catch any of the first half, did you? Very, very slight bit of it, but no. He missed, a, he, he, he missed a couple of bad chances, Tom Cannon. Like, but listen, yeah. if you're going to miss chances, get them out of the way now. But he did miss a couple of... You'd expect him to score, like you would yeah. expect him to score. But 
I thought Neil Morpe gave us a standard Neil Morpe performance, but it's good to see him get on the score sheet. Listen, he's he's become a bit of a a bit of a joke to Evertonians, and you know he's got a good record, he's got a good pedigree about him in a championship. Didn't do too bad for Brighton, so I think we need to stop looking at him as a bit of a comedy act. It just doesn't work out for him as at Everton, just hasn't like. No, when went to court, I got took the ball, and uh, Mopai said, sort of give. He must have said, "Let me have it." I thought, "Oh God, please don't miss," because <laughs> you'll never hear the last of it. You know, like, honestly, I was just, if anyone wanted to score in a nothing game was him, just for him. You don't know. Listen, strikers feed off scoring goals, and yeah, it might not be the best position to score from, and it's only a penalty, but. He'll come away from that knowing that he's got a, bar- a goal under his belt. If he can get yeah. another one in the next game, two, you know, things happen. You just I don't know about you, Paul, but I just found he was playing a lot deeper today. I don't know whether that was just him or I don't know if it's an instruction, but I just found he was playing a little bit deeper than he normally does. Yeah, well, it's, I don't think he's an out-and-out striker, is he? I think he's more of a support striker. Mm. So maybe, you know, dropping deep and they've got to try and find... If they're going to keep him, they're going to have to try and... F- I hope they don't, by the way. Gonna have to try and find a role for him in the team. I think he was basically for like the likes of Brighton. He plays up front with Danny Welbeck and stuff, and I think that's where he done his best work was outside yeah. the box and spinning in behind and stuff like that. Everton just haven't played. I'm not defending him by the way because he has been absolute dog shit. He has. Yes. There's no other way of putting it, but there, there must be something in there. There's got to be. I mean, you don't buy a player for what? What's he be buying for? 14, 15 million or something. Yeah, mm. uh, we'll see, won't we? Uh, I'd like. I think. Everton would actively look to sell him, me personally. Like, but well, he tried to in January, didn't he? Yeah, so Italian well, team. Yeah. But Everton are back anyway, and we've started off with a win, to win, and that's what. No, we're... yeah, of course, so it's confidence, it, isn't it? It's confidence, isn't it? And it's minutes in the legs and stuff. But just getting onto some serious stuff that's come out this week. I mean, this is really bad. So no one's going to make light of this. This this Delhi Alley stuff. Um, what did you make of that when you first turned your phone on? When you seen all that? Yesterday morning, mate. Obviously, we know about Deli Ali's suffering with his mental health, and he's come out and he spoke to Gary Neville on the overlap, basically saying he's suffered with addiction to sleeping tablets. He's just come out of rehab. He's got stuff that's happened to him in his childhood, been sexually abused, the poor lad. Um, it's just that, yes, just hasn't had any sort of childhood. It's just, it all stands, it all fits in now. It makes sense, doesn't it, why Deli Ali is the way he is, isn't doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, there's a lot of people sort of egg on the face. Uh, a Me lot of journalists. Listen, I, I've over like the last few years, I've said, listen, he just doesn't give a shit. He's he's been pampered. He's he's got too much money. He just doesn't care. And I was wrong. And I no, think no, the no, need, the think, need yeah. to look at ourselves, don't we? And say, listen, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Exactly, and that I think that's what I took. That's one thing I did take from it, mate. Like, listen, we're all football fans. We love Everton. You know, there's not a person listening to this or out there that doesn't look that loves Everton more than the next. We all love them exactly the same. And but I think sometimes you've got to be careful before you start giving people grief. You know, obviously if someone misses a chance, yeah, you know, you get on the you. Oh come on, lads! But to actually to actually abuse people online, I think you, just the next time you're about to do it, just think of what that could do. You know, use Dali Ali as an example and think. This could affect him. This as bad as you think it might. Um, but it was really sad, though, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it was hard. I watched I, it the I first time. I, yeah, I did. I was just like, this is really heavy. This, I mean, 
It's just it must have, it's so brave for coming out and speaking like that. You know what I mean? That's something yeah. that he's obviously wanted to bury for a long time, and he's had to now. It, I, I felt it really, really sad for him when he said basically he's got to talk about it because the press are basically threatening him, saying that we're going to release this, we're going to release that, mm. and it's just it's just a shame. And it, no one should have to come out if, and talk about things that they don't want to, not stuff that's as serious as that. But he felt he just wanted to get ahead of it, basically. So there can't be any nasty headlines written about him. And he was anyway, wasn't he? But the the um the I don't know the thing if I could you know if I ever spoke to Daddy, I'd just say, listen, and I think he said in his interview as well, is the doors he's opened up for many other men, you know, and women. But well, you've got to be honest, it was it, it's men as well um, that they don't talk, they don't sort of open up, and no, you know, I'm, I'm not doing all right here, and I'm struggling a little bit because people do. The weight yeah. of the world can get upon you, and yeah, he did. And he said in his interview, it's easier when you're a multi-millionaire and a footballer. But um, I don't know. I think he's just he's opened up a lot of doors because you just look at people now, and you might have this one fella who's holding it up, thinking, yeah, I might. Uh, I can't really talk to the lads because it might seem he's a little bit of a, you know, weak. Yeah, this man up culture of yeah. I'm but, from the same. I'm from a listen. I, I'm from a family of sort of just get on with it. Yeah, you know I, mean? yeah. and I'm not. That doesn't mean there's no love there. There's a lot of love in my family, but it's just like sort of don't show anyone that you that you're upset. Try your best to get on with it, and it's it's 2023. That's not the way to be anymore. You need to tell someone if you're struggling, really struggling. Well, to be honest, mate, I've got it. I'm so glad you brought it up because it sort of res- resonated with me a lot. Um, because, like, obviously, through COVID and stuff like that, I, I just couldn't get out of this mad funk and I didn't know what it was and it just felt weird and it was just, obviously, you, you don't say nothing to your, your missus or your family or anything like that because people are going through their own thing and it just, at first, it was just a bit like, and I think he, this is what he kept saying as well and he was just like, I sort of just didn't know what it was so I was just putting it away and, this feeling that I had, and it was just like, well, it's not on the, I'll, I'll be all right tomorrow, I'll be all right tomorrow, and this, as the old saying goes, tomorrow never come, and it was just, yeah. in the end, it was just to a point that, like, I'll never forget it, like, I just, turned to, me missus in bed, and was like, listen, I'm, not doing all right here, me, and, and then the snowballed, obviously, and I told my parents, and my parents were very supportive of it, and, my family and stuff like that, and, you soon, you soon realise, how, how much people, Will rally, will rally round you when you come out and say it. Because, you know, yeah. it all sounded horrible. If you don't speak, you don't know. And I think that's one thing I did take from it. Like, we all sat here at Delhi Alley and gone, oh, is this, that, and the other? Because we didn't know. No one can blame us for that because we didn't know. So, yeah, you've got to. And if, listen, it's just, it, it was horrible. It was just horrible to watch. Yeah. It's a sensitive subject. And I, I, we've been planning to do this all day and I've been, Thinking, how, how do I speak about what this Delhi Alley stuff? And if you could tell at the, the beginning of the segment, I was sort of like struggling for the right words to find it. But it is, it needs speaking about. It's just uh, there's a lot of people who are going through a hard time. Listen, and while we're opening up, I, I don't mind listeners listening to me. I'm someone who suffers from it myself. I do. Yeah. I can just, I can be on top of the world one minute and really struggling the next. And it does help when you speak to people, you speak to people close to you, just one person, speak to your mum, your dad, your brother, your sister, your best mate, anyone, and it will. And you'll find you, a, a lot of the times when you're speaking to someone that 
they've gone through it or are actually going through it as well. Yeah. So you're not on your own. So it's okay not to be okay. Basically, that's what we're saying. But uh, 100%. This, I think the club would do... Listen, we, we knock Everton for a lot, a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes. But I think when it comes to stuff like this, it's uh, you've got to give them credit where it's due. Deli Ali mentioned it a couple of times that the club are really supporting them. So, you know, we're, we're quick enough to, to throw mud at the people who run Everton Football Club. But hats off to them for sticking by this lad. They've probably known yeah. about it for a while that this was going to come out and they're doing their best to support him. And let's hope he get all the, gets all the help he needs. But I just want to come on to Deli Ali, the player. Now, let's, you know, let's talk about Deli Ali, the player. Yeah. Deli Ali is obviously in the last few years. And he's basically said to himself he, he lost interest in football. He contemplated retirement when he was 24. He's now 27. I think he's just turned 27. Yeah. If, if Deli Ali can rekindle that love and passion for football, we've got to play it on our hands there, haven't we? Or do you think Everton will now can't afford, well, basically can't afford to keep him? What do you think is going to happen? Well, it's that, isn't it? Can we afford to keep him? Listen, if we can keep him 100%, you, you know, yeah, there's. If you take the horribleness out of the interview, which was, as you said before, it was heartbreaking. It was horrible to watch. But then, if you sit down and look at it as a football's perspective, does he feel freer? Does he feel unburdened now on a football pitch? Does he feel like he can go in and train with people that surround? He surrounded himself with people that know his story, and he can just be free. I mean, listen, he's never free of it because it, it it happened, but he's unburdened. Is he not carrying that weight anymore? The way he can just play football now. He's told the story; everyone knows. He can just concentrate for the next ten years because he's twenty-seven till he gets to thirty-seven. It's it's amazing that he's football. got to, to where he's even got to, considering what's happened to. Him, Crazy. Isn't it? Oh, mate, honestly, God, you forget when he was saying that, I was, and you realise he was a professional footballer who played in the Champions League final and in the World Cup for England. You think, really? You no, know, after. From six to ten, getting sent to Africa, getting because really he just goes into gang warfare, doesn't he? And sort of hanging around with the wrong people, as you were saying, he used to put drugs under his ball. And his that, 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 no, I'm sorry, but no, very rarely a footballer comes from that, and a footballer of his quality and his height yeah. that he hits as well. So, no, good on the lad, but as you say, as a footballer. I'd love to get him back to where he, if he can couple it, you know, that you know, ball against like Crystal Palace. There's like a £100 million pound player in there. Oh, mate. More. Real Madrid, but Real Madrid were like touted with Deli Ali a few years back. Yeah. yeah. They were looking at him for like £120 million or something like that. So that player is still in there somewhere and he's got time to, to bring that player back out as well. 100%. 100%. What do you think the club? Does. Like, because... I've answered this question on Twitter and it's like, well, the club can't afford to pay the ten million that the old Spurs after seven more appearances. Do you, but do you think the club have probably taken this into account because it sounds like they've known about all this for a while. So yeah. I think the oh, this could it could be completely wrong and he could sell them tomorrow. But it sounds like they've decided, listen, we're gonna we're gonna stick by him and we're gonna give him a chance. So do you think they've sort of budgeted for it for this? And maybe that's why they're selling the likes of Sims and that's Samuel Smith, or is that just a very naive way of looking at it. No, it's not naive. Listen, if we've all ripped Everton for the last 12 to 18 months, but if there's a club that'll get behind a footballer and help them as much as they can, it's Everton Football Club. And I mean that, by the way, just before um, I answer your question about the fan base as well, just wanted to just point that out. 
you know, there's not a football club in this land, in Europe, in my opinion, that if someone's struggling or someone needs a backing of a football be football fans, like they'll get it with Everton. Do you know? Now he's obviously come out and said what he says. No one will turn the back on him. Everyone will rally round him and go, "Come on, then, lad. You know, we'll beat you." And I think yeah. that's massive with Everton football club a fan base. I think if you've got what I think if you're a player, you want one fan base behind you on your side. By the way, is Everton. Um, but to answer your question, sorry, I, I, I just, I'd love him to. Yeah, got is there a player that you, he's the player now who you would love to succeed now in it? Yeah, massively, massively, mate, honestly. And he got 12 months left on his deal, so you can get money for him now. And I think, I'll ask you, sorry, Paul, I'll just ask you this because it just popped in me. I'd actually, before I do answer your question, where does he go though? Where does he go? To Saudi. Saudi's one of Is that the best for Deli Ali to go over there after what he? You know, I what just he's think just from said? his point of view, if he is, it's true. And please God, it is true. He is feeling good about himself again. And as you say, he's unburdened by it all. And you know, he's, he's got his passion back for the game. He's gonna want to do it in the Premier League, isn't he? Surely for himself, yeah. get back on that England team. Even just get back in the in the conversation to getting back on that in, England team. Imagine him and Calvert-Lewin. Imagine a fully fit Calvert-Lewin with Deli Alley behind him, with a, a flying Deli Alley behind him. Hello. <laughs> I know. It's I'm worth more than it. 10 million, isn't it? I know, I'm telling you. It's Do you know weird. what I mean? Is that a gamble, though, Paul? Is that a gamble by the club? If the club have got to sit down and go, we had to pay... T- well, let's gamble on this kid. You know, it's 10 million for boss performances. and t- We're going to give him seven games. We're going to have to pay 10 million. He's either going to be brilliant in them seven games or... They got the Delhi Alley of old. Eh, well, the Delhi Alley now, should I say? Everton's so Everton's Delhi Alley had so far, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So did you sit down and go, listen, we can either pay 10 million, get the good version or the bad version, or do we just don't chance this and get rid of them? What would you do? What, what would you would you chance it? Would you go, you know what? Here's 10 million. Let's see what the kid can do now. It's just, I don't know. I just think from a club's point of view, with all this coming out, it uh, would he want to sort of? I'm not saying it, turn the back on him is a wrong is a wrong term, but would he sell him now before this redemption arc has even started? Do you get what I mean? It's a. Uh, mm-hmm. It'd be very evident, wouldn't it? If that he goes and wins the balance off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I just don't know. I'd, I'd love to see the club maybe stick by him. People will be listening to this and going, "Well, that's our problem. We're too sentimental and stuff like that." But how many times have you seen a player come out and? make this kind of statement, you know what I mean? He's actually poured his heart out, told us every things that he didn't have to tell people that have happened to him when he was a kid. Unthinkable things, things that should never happen to any child. And he still managed to get to the quite to the very top of the game. And he fell off a cliff a little bit and now he's he's got himself back up and he wants to go again. Do yeah. Everton want to be a part wanna be a part of that? As yeah. a fan, I want to be a part of that. I do. I wanna I wanna see him scoring a couple of goals and doing his mad celebrations. Uh, I get where no people one can do. That no one can do with, with the fingers I, and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah writers after after watching him for the season. But yeah. I just think what you said there with two centi- two sentimental. I get all that and I understand that. But there's a player in there, and it'd be my goal. There's a player in Tom Davis. He wasn't, you know. There's a player in Anthony Gordon. He wasn't. We've watched enough of these lads to know there isn't a player in there. There is in Delhi Alley. We've seen it. We see. We've seen it for five. For, 
three to four Do you years against Crystal Palace for Everton. Yeah, yeah, in the World Cup in the Champions League for Tottenham, you know. Why not let this kid give him an unburdened version of himself now? You don't know whether it gets better than don't forget he had this sort of weight on his shoulders at Tottenham when he was playing this well. Yeah, you don't know what he's gonna be like now. And I'm not saying he's gonna light the world on fire because he's told Gary Neville all his problems. That's not what I'm saying. But it's a big step for the lad. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I'm all aboard the Delhi Alley train. I want to see this comeback. It would be amazing if it did. And it'd save Everton millions as well if he can come into the team. And no, what I know struck a chord in me. It's just then to me brain there's where Gary Neville just said, you know, you've heard people calling him lazy. And Gary Neville basically he's not lazy because he's coached them at England. Yeah. So that that's basically, we just see a few things on Amazon documentaries of Mourinho and Stuff like that, and we just we just run with it, don't we? As fans, we just think, oh, he's a lazy bastard, then. and it, I just it's just not true. It's not true. Well, it's mad, isn't it? The Amazon so he said after it, Amazon didn't show that him apologising. Him yeah. apologising a week later, so just shows me it's so manipulated, isn't it? By the media, it's yeah. You know what? Well, what could have that if they if they had showed him apologising? Well, listen, you're not lazy. You know, I got that wrong there. That stigma doesn't stay with him. And you don't know what that does to him. So. I think a lot of people have got a lot of things to answer for um, in the media side of things. Yeah, just one other thing just off the back of that is um, I think it's important to remember that when a player has a bad game or you don't rate a player as as a footballer, I think it's a part of being a football fan that you can actually come out and say, I think this player's not good enough or he's terrible. And As long as it doesn't go as far as that, you know, interpersonal stuff. I don't think there's. I think it's a part and parcel of the game, me personally, to say that you think a player is, for the better word, shite. So, but once you start attacking as the way he looks and the way he lives and this and that, and you know, his race and his sexuality and stuff, you know what I mean, don't you? It's yeah. Just, then it goes too far. But I don't think You've as fans, it, yeah. we, I don't think as fans, we need to stop criticizing players for who we do not think is good enough. Sorry. So, I think there's no, a fine one. line. There's a line that you don't cross, basically. This is, I, I've got to be honest, and it seems like a bit of a 360, but I, I won't. It's Deli Ali in January, he isn't living up to what he, I thought he would, and oh. he's still still the way he is. He's got he's not good enough, he's got to go. Yep. I'm sorry, and, and I, I'm really sorry what happened to you in your, in your personal life, and you know, I wish you all the best of where you do go, but I want Everton Football Club to succeed. So, if you're not good enough, you're out the door. Simple yeah. as that. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. As I say, again, hats off to Deli Ali for coming out and doing that. And that's off to Gary Neville as well, by the way. Yeah. Although he handled it really well. But uh, on to other news that someone, a lot of people may have missed yesterday, sorry. Frank Lampard done a podcast as well, didn't he? He did. It was weirdly I, timed, actually, wasn't it? Just put that fella off who's on Dragon's Den. I don't know his name. No, I forgot but his any, name. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, you only seen snippets of it. Did you watch it? I watched... No, I watched right up to the bit. He doesn't really talk about Everton as much as you think. It's a lot to do with Chelsea. You know, like yeah. the downfall of Chelsea. Because I think he probably, everyone probably knew why he failed at Everton. He's not a very good manager, football manager for one. And there's a lot of background things. You know, we can fall back on that, all that type of stuff. So it's probably easier. It's probably better not to ask him the Everton questions. We would. Especially <laughs> if he come on yeah. here, he'd be getting grilled. But as, as he, Fellow who interviewed him doesn't probably that bothered. Um, he just again 
he just gave media answers. He just gave quite sort of straightforward PA. Oh yeah, I know what to say. Yeah, because he doesn't want to. He's still a young manager, isn't he? In the game, and he didn't show any. He didn't sort of say that's it. He's done. So he probably still wanted to keep his image intact, which is fair yeah. enough too. I think the part I picked up on was the bit where he's he's saying for a team like Everton, when it's not going well, it's easy for players who aren't very good to get worse. Do you get what I mean? Just to, just to throw the towel in type of thing. Yeah, I think he said that as well. Like Before he left, didn't he? He seemed to creep that in in his interviews that people, you know, they're not, they're not good enough. Some, some of them aren't trying as hard as they should. I might be wrong there, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you remember a press conference where it was like we all sort of lost our head thinking, who's he talking about here? I think it was that when we got beat by Palace in the cup, wasn't he? He basically... Oh, the bollocks thing, yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, just... I don't know. I, I think everyone was so wrapped up in the Delhi thing, it was a bit like... Yeah. I think I'd have to watch it back again and focus on the, the Everton stuff. Um, which is, I was obviously listening for, but it was just very flitted. There was no like concrete, this is the Everton part. It was just sort of in and out. Yeah, I think he, the bits I heard, he basically, it's not. It's something that we didn't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it was, easy, it was easy for them Everton players to just accept defeats. That's that's just basically what I got from it. It was just like, well, we're supposed to be shite, so we are shite. Instead of saying, no, come on, let's get going. Let's start winning games. It was just like sort of accepting your fate, you get what I mean? But... Who's he talking about there, though? When we were losing games, it just it got worse and worse, didn't it? We just no, but I mean, is he like talk, what players? Is he talk, is he yeah, about? Is he, mm-hmm. who would you pin that on and go? Well, yeah, I can see that from him, or I can see that from him. I tell you, Richardson wouldn't have done it. No, do you know? Uh, oh, the likes of the likes of Michael Keane, I think he will always try, but I think he could easily give up. I could be wrong there. Tamari Gray. Isn't this all hearsay? Yeah, yeah, we don't know, do we? So, but basically, that's just the gist of what I was getting was, you know, they're expected to lose, so he accepted the fate. That's just the way I... Sorry, Paul, ask you a question, right? And we can put this back on him. Surely he's the manager, though, isn't he? If you're looking at your players and they've accepted defeat, surely he's the football manager. You've got to change that mentality. I think that's what Sean Dyche has talked about since he's been here, changing the mentality. You can't bl- yeah, you can blame players and go, listen, they down tools on me. But they didn't because we stayed up. Don't think anyone down tools. You could I I don't think I could point a finger of Everton player last season where he down tools. Or maybe you know, halfway through last season, but you're the football manager, you've got to change that. You're responsible for that. That mentality. Yeah. You set that mentality. I think that's what he was basically saying, you know, because he's got such a winning mentality. It was hard for him. And I've said this a while, it must be hard if you've been that much of a good player to come into a squad who haven't got the same mentality as you. So if you're seeing a player not giving it 100% all the time, you must be like, why? I give it 100%, so why aren't you giving it 100%? But I don't think Frank Lampard can shy away from how bad his tactics were. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think he's only got himself to blame for losing his, for losing his job, by the way. Three times. Yeah, we can only, you know, we all know what the, the players' limitations, but Frank Lampard is very, very limited as a football manager. And to be honest with you, I'm sorry I brought him up because I don't really want to speak about him anymore. So, all right. 
I don't dislike the man or nothing like, but it's a dark time and it's the worst manager than Rafa Benitez, and that's that's saying something. Worst manager than Mike Walker. I remember Mike Walker and Frank Lampard's yeah. worse. So I think it's just because it's obviously Everton news, isn't it? And he's he's brought Everton up in a con- in a sort of conversation. So, but yeah, these uh, it wasn't the best. Yeah, let's um, move on then and talk about our favourite thing in the world: transfer rumours. Everton Twitter is just a wash with loads and loads of rumours, and I put a tweet out and basically it's basically saying that we're never happy with anyone. I mean, sign a player over thirty, he's too old. You sign a player who a top six team don't want. What do we want him for? What if you can't get in their team? What's he getting in our team? How's he getting in our team? Uh, because we finished seventeenth. Yeah, championship players. Well, they're down there for a reason. What do we want them for? It's just <laughs> what do we, what what do we want as fans? Like, I don't. What team are you watching? What team do you think you support? It's just I don't know. How does Anthony Alanga? We'll come on to him first. How does Anthony? I've seen loads of people say it's an unambitious signer. Explain to me how it's an unambitious signer. It's hard. For Everton, for Everton Football Club in our in the predicament we're in now. I was Anthony Alanga but a bad signer. I, 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 honestly, mate, I, I'm stuttering because I, don't, I have no words. It's just these people. This is going to sound terrible, and I love that. I love being an Evertonian and I love every Everton, but. Need to get off your high horse. We finished 17th. We're skint. We've blew money down the drain. People go, that Anthony Langer, he's not good enough. How do you know? Why, why isn't he good enough? He's better than... Uh, uh, better than the Mari Gray. He can't get in the United team. Yeah, because they've got well, Rashford. Can't get in the United team, so why do we want him? You've got Rashford and Anthony. We're light years behind Man United. We are light years behind them. All right, well, I'll put it this way. Would you have Phil Foden? Because he can't get in the City team. Exactly. Would you have that Julian Alvarez up front? Nah, we can't get in the team for Man City. No. Don't want him. Would you have Gabriel Jesus? Because he struggled to get into the Arsenal, the Arsenal team towards the end of the season. No? Oh, yeah, yeah, Charles. Can I do that? You can... the, I just, my question is, what do fans want? It's just, we're not... Dining at the top table when it comes to transfers, we can't. We're not in the top tier. We're not going to go and say, "But well, we want him, him, and him, and him." We can't even bother naming players. We're not going to get them. It's pointless looking at them. They're not going to come to Everton. It's You're not going to do yourself any more harm, aren't you? And I'm not You're saying I have low expectations as a blue. I'll never ever accept mediocrity. I've, I've had this thing on Twitter all the time where you know you just Bill Kenwright to be made up with you. You're accepting what we are. I have accepted what we are. For the time being, I've accepted what we are, and it's not very, we're not very good, and we won't be for the next couple of years unless there's a, a major turnaround on the pitch. So, Paul, what I, what what I don't get though is we're asking all these questions of well, he can't get in this team and he can't get in that team, and I tell you now, if some if I was to say to someone in the last twenty years, put an Everton starting eleven together, Kale would be in it, Baines, Lescott. Jags, you know, these players, Tim Howard. Likes the Osman. Leon Osman. All these players come from, most of them come from Arteta, Rangers. If we were signing for a Rangers, if we were to sign a Rangers player now, why are we signing him? Tim Cale come from Millwall. Why would we be signing a Millwall player? 
Well, we all longed for the days of that Moist team where we had Kilban, Marcus Bent. Marcus Bent came for like £400,000. We all loved him because he worked his arse off. Just give me 11 players who will work their arse off for Everton. You, well, and we'll get more we'll get more results than people think if they all put it hundred percent in. That's my 100%. opinion. I do. But I agree with you. Alanga, I just honestly I've seen some mad tweets, especially from people who've got good followings and you know have got platforms themselves, just throwing a dummy out the pram about signing these type of players. What do you want? Just tell me what you want. What What are you expecting? And again, I'll come on to him, Kevin Telwell. Kevin Telwell's earning his wages, isn't he? What what do you want him to do? He's, he's got absolutely nothing to work with. He's got nothing to work with. I've seen someone saying today, we should be just getting youngsters in. We're, we're fighting for our lives to stay in this Premier League. So Southampton went down. Till till we get to this new ground. And, we, and I keep saying this, thinking that there's going to be some miracle cure when we get to Bramley Moore. It's not guaranteed. But you'd no. like to think a few more doors will start opening for us commercially and we'll get more money and we'll get better players. But mm-hmm. you want Evan to go out and get... 17 to 21 year olds and put them all in the starting 11. No chance. That's why so like, down, mate. The, likes, the likes of Jamie Vardy, Johnny Evans, and that people are going, oh, What do we want them for? It's about putting plasters over, over bullet wounds at the moment, just until we get to that new stadium, in my opinion. People forget that. We're building a brand new stadium. We're not going to have this unlimited. I know people aren't asking for pot, this, you know, hundreds of millions to be spent and all that. I get that. But we're, up, we're building a new stadium. Tottenham went five years without signing a player to move to Wembley. Arsenal Lost, struggled. Arsenal struggled. Tottenham sold Ericsson, selling all the tried, you know, selling the best players, just trying to keep, you know, trying to get themselves to the, the new stadium when they were at Wembley. They lost the best manager because they couldn't give him the money to reinvest in, in Pochettino. He was ready to build this dynasty and he couldn't give him the money. So he, he went, you know. You lost so many players as well through just like, like well, we're going to sell you to, so we can buy this player that he wants. If people will forget that we are building a stadium that's going to cost $700 million, which, by the way, we've had to bring outside investments into. So where's the, where's the transfer fund? So what's Kevin Feltman meant to do with no transfer fund? He's got to go out and go right. This him, 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 Ashley Young got a free, no problem. He's got to speak to Sean Dice. It's a, it's a process. It's not a case of, I don't know. I, I, it's not a case of just got him a footy man. Oh yeah, let's sign him because he scored. You know, I don't. As you just said there, I don't know what people want because we've had the big names. We've had the Gilfie Sigurdsons. We've had the Anak Balassies, the Morgan Schneiderlands of this world. They didn't mm. work. We've had the names where people go. Oh yeah, look at who we've just got it from Southampton centre midfielder there, or you know, the the, the Ashley Youngs, the Michael Keynes, they don't work. It hasn't worked, so why not try not, a different yeah. approach? That's what I mean. People are like, I'm not listen. I'm not defending Kevin Tellwell. He might be hopeless. I don't know, but people are saying, well, you think his scouting would be better? He might be going to Farah Machiri or whoever's in charge and saying, listen, I've got this player who plays in the. French second division. I've got this player who plays in Belgium, this player who plays in Holland. They're only 19 and they're going to be the next big thing. But they won't be ready for like the next two years. But And they're probably saying, listen, we're in trouble here. We need players now for the Premier League. And, and that's just, that's how his hands are tied. He's like, well, listen, you, I've got a two year remit to get us to this new stadium in one piece. Mm. And I think that's what he's been told get us players that are going to keep you in this league. And people don't like that. 
Well, the no. last two years we've been absolutely terrible, and you'd all of a sudden think that we're gonna not be terrible. Well, nothing's changed for us for you to think that. We're just relying on having a better manager now who can get the best out of what he's got. And that, that's my hope for the new season. I think as well, mate, you've got to re- what we've got to remember is I know obviously we sold the Charles last summer for fifty billion, but there's a few signings last summer. Cody, Tolkowski, Garner, Anana. He signed on Anna half the fan base think he's shite. Twenty one. This this is this is social media. You know, you're going on up to the director of football and you let me with well it was Frank Lampard you signed in. Whatever. If that's the way you want to look at things, then that look at it like that. Kevin Tell will have to go over and do all the negotiations for him and got us paying for him on the drip and that. But half you think he's shite anyway. So he can't win. No. He literally can't win with this fan beat. And I'm as bad as anyone. It's not. I think as well, we've got to trust again. Uh, listen, we can, people are obviously worried because, you, you, as you said, we've been crap in the last few years and we want these players to. On any player that we sign to come in and approve us straight away, but it's not there. Do we haven't got one? We haven't got the money, and I'm going to ask you something as well, which I've been thinking the last week. Would they come? If you're Anthony Alanga, why would you? If yeah, if you're Anthony Alanga and nothing good for us, come knocking on your door or Everton. Yeah, listen, Everton are a massive football club, of course they are. But then you've got other like German teams, like Leipzig or something like that. Why would you come to Everton? No, we can sit here as Evertonians and go. You'd, you know, yeah. you'd walk over hot coals. But as a as a Swedish lad who plays for Manchester United, why finished seventeenth last year? So I, I just I think people have got to be really realistic in the fact that it's not about Tanjuma. Oh yeah, Tanjuma. Yeah. AC Milan oh, entered the race. Yeah. Well, AC Milan entered the race. It's over. AC Milan come in for him. He's going. Yeah. But people think it's another case of it's like he well he's he's just messing Everton about again. It's his agent take talking about all Everton and said, Yeah, we'll take him. He's probably said, Oh, and then AC Milan come in, oh I'll definitely go there. Hmm. It's the game, it's football, it's not impersonal. It's no. just I've seen people saying, anyone who snubs us, we don't want it's cutting your nose off to spite your face, isn't it? Yeah. Stop taking it so personally that a player doesn't want to play for Everton. They don't think about Everton the way you do. You love Everton. No. Everton is the only team for you and for me and for Jamie. It is, of course it is, but not to these players. It's a job. And they'll pick Milan over Santa for Everton. They will. Sure, they will. And I'm listening, it, 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 it sounds like a depression pod and why do we support Everton? We think that lowly of us, but it's, I just think it's realistic. Everton yeah. is the only team in the world for me. There's no one more important than Everton Football Club. But In, in players, our opinion, every player... Should pick Everton, of course they should. Yeah, but they don't, and they can't. And, and but because you take your blue blinkers off and go, well, to be fair. So you've you've got to you've got to do that. You've got to. I know it's hard, and we fight tooth and nail to prove to everyone that we are the best thing since sliced bread. And in our opinion, we still are, even though we're crap. I'll still fight anyone on an argument that'll tell me Everton are crap, and I'll probably sit there and get absolutely rinsed. But I'll still yeah. carry. I'll still carry it on till I'm blue in the face. And but I've also got to look at the other side and go. Well, we're not going to get that, Jimmy. We're not going to get Victor Jokeres over Sporting Lisbon in the Champions League. 
know, who you can go and live in Lisbon. You can go and, yeah, it's the Premier League. People might go, well, it's the Premier League. Well, you might think, well, I might be there for one season. That's what you've got to think about. You've got to think about what the way they would be thinking. And and it's hard right now. Yeah, it is hard. In all the confusion, that I forgot to mention that we signed Ashley Young. <laughs> what a player. So, how, yeah, how do you feel about that one? I'm okay with it, me personally. I'm fine. Totally fine with me. I, I, think, it makes I, I sense. think he sta- I think he starts, Jamie. I think he I think he starts first game of the season, me personally. Yeah. Why not me? You know, we've all been crying out for this. We need more experience. We need more sorts of leaders on the pitch. We don't know if he's a leader, but he's experienced. Yeah. He knows what the Premier League's about. He knows what it'll be to go to Burnley on a Wednesday night. Um, he knows Goodison. He knows how, you know what the crowd expect. He's played in, he's played there a lot, a lot. I just think it makes sense. And listen, at the end of the transfer window, because I do still think we'll sign players. By the way, I don't think it'll be just Ashley Young. Ashley Young will look a great bit of business. By the way, if we've got yeah. two, three, four players come through the door, you know, a couple of maybe a, a, a new attacking forward, attacking that you go, oh yeah, happy days, a new attacker, a new midfielder. And then you forget that we signed actually young, and he'll start against Fulham, and you go, oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. So I don't think we have actually got a chance to sign Dan Juma and Alanga, by the way. I, I do, yeah. I actually do think we've got a chance, but. I wouldn't be. Yeah. I wouldn't if they turn around them. If, if Alanga turned around and went to Germany, or Dan Juma went to AC Milan, I wouldn't be fuming about it because it, it's no. just yeah, whatever. We move on. Yeah, it's just a uh, a lot of fans. Listen, if, if if we can forgive Wayne Rooney and all that, then we can forgive Dan Juma changing his mind last minute to sign for Everton. Will you forgive Ross Barkley, Paul? Yeah, <laughs> 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 I always maintain it's not about how he left Everton; it's about his ability. At me, I just don't think he's good enough, but. Listen, Dan Juma made a decision. He decided to go to Tottenham, Champions League, and he made the wrong decision. It happens. It's, as I say, just stop. People say, well, it is personal to our lives. It's Everton, and it's my life as well. Can I do a podcast? But just stop taking it so personally. It's. I think people have got to realise the Dan Juma situation as well, by the way. Tottenham come in for him. He was signing for Frank Lampard, and he sacked Lampard as he was in the building. Yeah, the Everton's him, big time. Do you know what I mean? If you're a player and you go, oh yeah, I can't wait to work for Lampard. Sign all the things. Do all your notes and your agent comes out and they've gone, oh, Lampard's gone, by the way. You, but Tottenham are interested. You go, oh yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that's basically it for the transfer stuff. Um, I think that's that basically it. Is that Tyore, it? isn't he? Oh From, yeah, that El Bill um, Altore, yeah. I mean, yeah. You want to pay for him like a pound a week for the next one thousand years or something like that. I think that's how they want to. I think that's how they want to pay for him. But listen, that's an, on, on we, don't know, we don't know nothing about him. But that means the scouting networks out there looking for these players. Apparently, he's in the same mould as Calvert Lewin. You have people screaming, "He can't score goals." Always gets injured. Yeah, he's in the same mould as Calvert Lewin. Let's just leave it there. So yeah. it, it shows that we've got a clear way that we want to play. That if Calvert Lewin's not available, this Torre, if he comes in. Just slot straight in and we carry on playing the same way, and that's that's how a football team that's should be, surely. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Yeah, Jamie, is there anything else you want to talk about? Maybe these Saudis. What what have you made of all this Saudi stuff going on? Do you think they're a threat to the Premier League, or do you think it's just 
No, I think it's. I, I think it. Like Mitrovic looks like he's going there now, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah. So I think it'll be exactly well. like China. Remember the China, like the China League, where they bought Oscar and Ramirez yeah. and all that, and they've got Pele from Southampton. Carrasco. Yeah, that, I think it'll be like that, mate. I've got to be honest. How people might come back and go, nah, nah. What do you think about people saying that they'll buy their way into the Champions League? I could see that happening. Crazy, isn't it? In a I mean, world that we live in. If Australia can go in the Eurovision Song Contest, <laughs> <laughs> then the Saudis can go into uh, the Champions League. I think it, it will happen. I'll tell you now, if, Saudi, if any Saudis want to buy Everton, no problem. Yeah, get yourself uh, down. So, yeah, so Everton are back anyway. It's good to be back. I know it's all up in the air. You can't sign anyone. We're not very good, but I think we'll be all right this season, me personally. I do. Don't think it'll be spectacular, but I think we'll be a lot better than what we are. And I'm looking forward to just getting the games now. And we've got loads of content coming up soon. Thanks to everyone who's replied to our Message asking if anyone wants to come on. We'll get you on. We will definitely get you on. Don't think we're ignoring you. We will get you on. So, yeah, 100%. Um, thanks for joining me, Jamie, and up the toffees. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.